welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Dale. And this week's game is Street Fighter 2010, The Final Fight for the NES. Street Fighter 2010 The Final Fight was developed and published by Capcom in 1990. It came out in North America in September of that year and Japan in August 8th. So not too much distance there. Not bad at all. Didn't have to wait. No word on the European or PAL territory releases. So I don't know when they were graced, but the presence of this great game. Ah, yes, graced. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This game was produced by Tokoro Fujiwara, who's one of Capcom's big names. Got his fingers in lots of pies back in the day. But it was designed by Hisashi Yamamoto, who worked on Ghouls and Ghosts and Street Fighter 2. Very cool. I was going to say, one of the enemies in this game reminds me of Firebrand from Ghouls and Ghosts. So there, there we go. Makes sense. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, our composer for this game was Junko Tamiya, who also worked on Gunsmoke, Bionic Commando, the Arcade Strider, and Little Nemo, which... In particular, I noticed a few songs that really reminded me of some of the Nemo music in a good way. So credits to her. Okay. Outside of Strider, I'm not super familiar with those, but I will say this soundtrack does remind me a little bit of Mega Man. I, man, I can hear it. You know, it's a good good title to be compared to. Indeed. I think it is also worth noting that we'll, we'll probably delve into this a little more as we go, but uh, the main character in this game was name was localized as Ken in reference to Ken Masters from... At this point, Street Fighter 1, but in Japan, that's not so. His name was Kevin Stryker, so that's a special treasure just for us. Kevin Stryker, and uh, his his teammate in this game, who is an American named Troy, apparently was Dr. Jose in the Japanese version. Yeah, yeah, so hmm. we, we, we get the white bread version. <laughs> yeah, essentially Capcom localized this for North America by trying to capitalize on what the Street Fighter version of, or I'm sorry, the arcade version of Street Fighter had going for it by uh, just changing the name of this game to Street Fighter 2010 and putting Ken's name in there. Yeah, which is interesting because this game did come out before Street Fighter 2, so they're really coming off Street Fighter 1, which I don't I can't speak for the entire nation, but I I never saw in an arcade until after Street Fighter 2, so I don't I don't know what the, what the big fame was there. I hear it had its influence, but I I've never met a single person that's played it and I play Street Fighter religiously, so <laughs> I went back, I remember seeing it at a arcade at the mall and being like, "Oh wow, I got to check this out." And it was it, it was really hard to do any of the special moves i could barely do a fireball or you know it was it was tough all right dale what kind of game is street fighter 2010 the final fight Well, Nick, Street Fighter 2010 The Final Fight is a cyberpunk side-scrolling action platform game. Yes, sir. It definitely is. And as you can imagine, you can jump in this game. It's a kind of a loosey-goosey jump. You got a a pretty large arc that is very alterable mid-flight. Yeah, the jump's not bad. Um, The game overall plays 
kind of like a, a, a shooter mixed with a beat em up. I don't know. Sort of a hybrid in some senses, I think, depending on where your power ups are at. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting mix because you jump around these rooms uh, for the most part, while there are some kind of auto scrolling platforming sequences, most of the game is sequences of battles in a large room that you must defeat either a, a boss enemy, so to speak, or a mini boss, I guess you could say, or numbers of foes until a portal opens to escort you to the next region. Yeah, the game's broken up into five different planets, and on each of these planets, you've got a couple different levels. Um, I say levels loosely for some of this, because a few of those are literally just screens where you kill a few easy enemies and jump in a portal and move on. Um, yeah. And then most of the game is uh, basically a boss rush, just fighting a lot of bosses back to back. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, so kind of you can see the Street Fighter lineage there, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but th this game does differ a lot in that, you know, unlike Street Fighter, you're not always facing your foe. So you can move left, right. You jump. You can do a backflip by you jump. And once you're in the air, you start pressing backwards and you'll start doing a flip. It's it's kind of a strange timing, but I, I was able to get a hold of that. Yeah, I was going to save talking about the backflip till we got into the game. But uh, this move might be the single redeeming factor for the controls of this game. Because I don't know if you know this, Nick, but the backflip, you get iframes. Or I, I guess if people don't know, that's invincibility frames, which basically means you're invulnerable while you're doing this move. It's very good. Uh, and there is a, a power up that we'll talk about later that factors into your backflip as well. So that that power up gives you your own only air attack or I'm sorry, the only up attack in the game, right? Because you can't shoot upward when you jump, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, or down. You can shoot down while you're flipping back over someone, which I enjoyed because that's a, a frequent old contrast strategy of mine where you're getting approached by a, a, an enemy from the left and you hop back over them and shoot down on them. It's, it's fun. Yeah. If you get good at that, then you'll you'll be good at this game. Now, where the controls do get tricky is the, the climbing because you're moving around, jumping. And there are lots of walls and platforms and such that when you, if you're holding down the jump button, the A button, you will just cling onto them. It's kind of stridery in a way. I think that's uh, being a little generous, but uh, you mm. can climb onto a wall or you can grab onto a wall and then climb vertically up or down. Sometimes you can flip over to the other side if, say, it's supposed to represent a pillar as opposed to a true wall. You so you hold down the button. You don't have to. I, the whole game, I was trying to press the button and time it right when I hit the wall. So no, you can just hold it down and you'll just grab. If you're holding down the jump button while you're in the air, you will essentially just grab whatever the first thing that you touch, as long as you're not attacking at the same time. Okay, that might have made a few parts a little easier, but it's well, <laughs> okay. it's it's hard because. You know, you, you're also grabbing onto platforms, ceilings, uh, things where and you can flip up over, say, a ledge. And a lot of times it can be very frustrating getting caught on things when you don't want it or trying to. It, it really does take some, take some mastery of that A button. <laughs> it does slow the action down considerably, too, when you're trying to flip back and forth on the same pillar. I will say there's a few power ups that this game is kind of mean with where they you'll be in an auto scrolling level and you need to flip to the other side of a pillar and then you're trapped and you got to get these power ups and you got to get back on the pole and flip to the other side and get out before you get squished. It's very yeah. stressful, man. It, it, it is. It is. <laughs> so and we've kind of danced around it, but this is a an action game. So you can attack. Ken has a few different uh, kind of strange attacks where you can 
just pressing your B button will do a little kind of punch. You can do it rapidly and you get a, a small kind of, I guess you could call it a fireball, a little energy ball that kind of moves very short range from you. There are power-ups that you, you kind of build up and your range and power will increase of this until the point where you truly are shooting little fist-sized fireballs across the, the room. I kept calling these little Hadoukens. It looks like you're just punching tiny Hadoukens out. And then as you power it up, <laughs> you get the full screen Hadouken. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, they kind of remind me, at least in appearance, of uh, an altered beast when you start powering up and you get oh, the yeah. Little, yeah. little energy that comes out of your hand. But but so you can punch left, right, and up, and in the air as well. You can. I think you can only punch left and right in the air, unless you're backflipping. That is correct. You can punch left, right, and it's a single shot when you're in the air, which I hear is stronger than your standing shot. Um, and then if you do a backflip, you can shoot downward. But until you get that flip enhancement, there's no attacking enemies above you while jumping. Pretty much. And there's no diagonal shooting either. However, you do have a couple very strange options as well. If you are holding down forward while you attack, you'll do a couple attacks to whatever range your power meter is at. But then they will start curving like <laughs> they'll curve up and then down and then up and repeat. And it's uh, it's it's really weird. And it takes too long to get through that sequence for it to truly be useful, I feel like. I would agree. Then there's the – did we talk about the kick? The yeah. kick that kind of sends the uh, – Ken will do a kick and send in a fire orb sort of upward and diagonally. It's kind of, kind of your only diagonal attack. And then yeah. if you get full power-ups on that, it starts to circle you in a big orb and kind of take up a lot of the screen, which can be useful. But, I mean, good luck ever having full power-ups in this game. I almost never did. I, I specifically was hoarding them, trying to see once I read about this because – you know, you do the, the your little kick by pressing, you press down, which does not crouch, which is maybe the greatest sin of all in this game. It really, I found it really frustrating that you can't just duck, but you press down and attack and you'll, you'll do your little kick that sends a curved ball up. But once I did, I, I, I watched some videos and saw the actual level five power kick where it, it, it does kind of come out and curves back around and down. It's strangely reminds me of the psycho wave from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that Mr. Hyde's projectile is magic beam. It has a real weird, goes out and curves and comes back oh, yeah. kind of pattern to it. Uh, I'm sure you and four other people out there listening know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, Nick. I was thinking of the uh, the scythe from uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, how it kind of uh, okay, boomerangs yeah. around you a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, this I just saw this on a video. I was never able to encounter <laughs> this in the actual gameplay. Nor was I. Not one time, even with save states, uh, did I ever get full power-ups in this game. Yeah, man, I, uh, I was trying because, you know, here's the thing. There are ample power-ups you can get to increase your power meter, but whenever you get hit, you lose some. So you got a bit of that Blaster Master frustration where, you know, as you get hit, you're losing life and your ability to fight back. So it's 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 pretty rough sometimes. Yeah, and while we're on it, let's talk about it a little bit. So we got um, we got our power meter and we got our life meter. Um, and these, this life meter is made up of five orbs at full power. And then your uh, attack meter is also five, five orbs at full power. Um, and every time you get hit, you lose one of your attack orbs. So your, your attack gets weaker, which basically means that your range is diminished. You can't shoot stuff from as far away. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, when you die, you lose a life. You actually have lives in this game. And I think you start with five. You do have infinite continues. You have four in reserve when you start. So yeah, five total. And losing that life will remove all of your power upgrades as well. 
Ooh, it's it's tough. It's um, rough, man. And most of the levels will have some sort of. I mean, they, they'll look different. They're not quite question blocks in the Mario fashion, but they're a little kind of terrain that you you beat up. They will sometimes have be have a, a power up hidden inside them that you can grab. And really, there are only four. I guess five power ups in this game. So let's talk about those. Uh, the most common one you get is a little circle with the letter C in it that will add half a unit to your power bar. So that's how you're, you're powering up your attacks. You, you'll see a lot of those, and that's kind of your first priority in a new level. It's like get in there and start finding these to power up before the enemies start overwhelming you. Oh, yeah. Power-ups are crucial in this game, especially if you want to get through some of the bosses super easily. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, the There's one that looks kind of like a an upside-down V, if you will, um, and that's your super backflip, which oh. will... Then, you, when you're doing a backflip, in addition to being invincible, you also will damage foes. It's not super strong, but it sure is nice. Heck yeah, it kind of looks like a flash kick, keeping with the Street Fighter theme. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love it, man. Uh, <laughs> really came to rely on this a lot towards the end. There's also, it looks kind of like a, a ball, which gives you a, an orb power-up, where you get a little orb that just floats behind you, and it'll hurt any enemy that touches it. <laughs> I keep calling this the R-type power-up. Yeah, yeah, your little little buddy there. Um, it's okay. It's actually pretty useful because there, in certain areas, there are enemies who will kind of circle you, uh, like above you, and try to. They'll always be chasing you, coming in from behind, and and it'll just take care of those for you. It kind of takes a little bit of slack, or gives you a little bit of slack. Yeah, I love this orb. It was a. Uh, I mean, I never actively tried to use it to kill anybody, but it was one of those you know better to have it, not need it, than need it, not have it sort of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Saved me without me noticing multiple times. There's a couple times where I really tried to like, oh, it's a tough boss or something. Like if you, if you, you know, in my mind, I was like, if I can just stand right next to it and get this orb over, it'll just eat this boss up alive. But it never seemed to work out that way. So I think it's better as a defensive tool. Uh, nothing ever does work out the way you want it to in this game, buddy. <laughs> yes, and uh, we also you can find one ups, which is a little portrait of Mr. Ken there. Um, so. That's always nice, but even better than the one-ups is the life power-ups. You can get, I think, two sizes of little, they just look like little balls, kind of like the your your life meter itself. Uh, they will restore, I think you can get a half or a full. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like the small, small container or the big container for Mega Man. Yeah, yeah. and That's how I thought of it, at least. Which is important, and with the exception of the one-ups and life all the other ones are just they're in a stage they're set once you know where they are they'll always be there but enemies can randomly drop one-ups and life power up so even though you have a time limit in this game so you can't exactly farm a lot of enemies for health even though you may desperately want it so it's uh you know it's there sometimes you can get lucky and just so there there's always that that hope <laughs> there are a couple spots that are i think they were trying to build in a farming spot but they uh, that time limit doesn't really allow for too much screwing around it's tough i mean it doesn't always mess with me but especially towards the end where you have like the last level is all one you 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 can't afford to waste any time really (laughs) oh no that is literally a boss rush in the strictest sense (laughs) absolutely absolutely and so yeah so you use all these moves and power-ups to fight your way through there are five different planets that you will be fighting on and they each have kind of i don't know like six to eight scenes in them where you're you're in one room or hallway or passage and you fight your way to the end and then you move to the next and that's about it i mean if you die you do come back in the scene where you died so you don't have to start the whole level over 
but as you mentioned, you lose all of your power ups and like many action games, that's in itself is just a form of slow death. So you might as well start over. <laughs> yeah. And one redeeming factor too is the continue system isn't isn't so bad that um, you know, when you die it doesn't put you at the beginning of the game, it'll just take you back to the first stage in the planet, I mm-hmm. believe. So that's that's not terrible. It's not the best, but I'll take yeah, it. Man. Yeah. And, you know, there's no passwords or save feature here. So this is a game that you would really have to beat in one sitting, which is tall order. <laughs> That's rough, dude. Definitely rough. All right, Dale, what is your previous history? with Street Fighter 2010, The Final Fight. Well, Nick, I'm a huge Street Fighter nerd. I played in tournaments for many years and multiple Street Fighter games. You and I bonded over Street Fighter, so it's in my Mm -hmm. DNA. Um, But I had never heard of this game when I was younger until 2010 when the Angry Video Game Nerd put out a video on it on his channel, which I'm sure a lot of people listening are probably familiar with. But that was the first time I ever realized there was a NES game with the Street Fighter moniker on it. Um, but it became apparent to me that it was not a very good game. So I, I never played it when I was younger, never touched it one time. I, uh, right on, right on. Understandable. Um, I had encountered, I know I, me and a friend rented this one, uh, weekend. I, I don't remember the timing. Um, I believe it had to be before street fighter two, because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I hadn't encountered the first street fighter yet. And I, I don't recall having playing a lot or renting a lot of NES games in a post street fighter two world. I feel like at that time I was, I was already on the super Nintendo ship. So yeah, I started playing street fighter two in 1994. And by that time, NES games kind of felt, you know, old. So I, sure, <laughs> I sure. wasn't going back to renting NES games anytime soon. If I, if I could sucker my parents into taking me to rent a game, it was going to be a super Nintendo game every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have some kind of confusion about my past because I do remember, you know, getting the Super Nintendo for my birthday the year it came out. Uh, but with the condition that was that I had to pay for half of it. So I went to like a swap meet and sold almost all of my NES collection. <laughs> so, however, I have since past that where there are certain NES games where I'm like, I remember owning Dragon Warrior 3, but that came out well after the Super Nintendo. You know, that was like 92, you know, oh. so I'm like, I'm really confused. Up, man. Uh, yeah. Something's wrong. <laughs> well, memory is malleable too. And in, in your mm. in your old age, who knows what's going on? <laughs> Creepy old age. Yes, sir. But yeah, so we rented it. We definitely did not beat it. I think we got to, I know we at least got to the second level, but I, I don't really have a lot of, this was a game we kind of futzed around with for a while and quickly abandoned. So yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. It's um, we'll get into it later. I think I will surprise you a little bit with my thoughts on the game. I really didn't have that bad of a time with it. I thought it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Dale, what is your more recent experience? with this game well nick i capped this bad boy off took me about 45 minutes with some breaks in there with some save states um actual game time about 35 somewhere in there minutes um Mm -hmm. again that's with save states um without save states i would estimate this thing would probably have taken me about an hour and a half because it is definitely a tough game i don't know if it's as tough as everyone says it is but the fact that i stuck it out and was able to beat it with uh, minimal rage is you know saying something i i also beat it um I had tried to go through a planet a day because there's a certain amount of frustration that I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself through 
constantly trying to master these weird levels. I, I don't know, but I did beat it. I, I safe stated my butt off, uh, especially towards the end. I will say uh, with the continue system in this game, the benefit of the save states really is to hang on to those power-ups to kind of mm-hmm. make your your journey through these levels a little bit easier. How much harder it would have been without those power-ups, I'm not super sure. Maybe I'll go back and play it legit and see see how it goes. But um, even without the save states, I think I would have beat this game without too much stress. It's, it, it is, it's not too long, so it does have that going for it. Um, and I, you know, kind of definitely once towards the end, I, I had started to figure out like, I, I need these power ups. I'm <laughs> cause I would just kind of play and be like, ah, whatever, keep going. I got continues and trying to master the, the fighting, but much like, uh, Gradius or certain other games, it's like, you lose all your power ups and you got to start over. And it's like, oof, that's, that's a tall order when you're like halfway through a stage or you're, you're in the thick of it, you know? Yeah. You know, I was excited to try this too, after all these years of being aware of this game and being a street fighter nerd and never having played it, I really wanted to see how difficult it was. And, um, during my playthrough, I was enjoying myself, uh, for the most part. And then I got to planet three, which we'll discuss in level by level. And I, man, I boiled over. I had to take a break. My wife was like, are you mad at something right now? And I'm like, I'm a little mad. Yeah. I'm a little (laughs) mad at street fighter 2010. We're not going to talk about it, (laughs) but yeah, it it did. It did bring out the rage a little bit. Yeah. It's one of those games where, you know, yeah, you really get fixated on just beating this one part and to the point where I'll be like sitting there sweating, like just breathing heavy and fury. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Dale, did uh, you take a look at this instruction manual at all? I skimmed over it briefly, Nick. All right, yeah, well, let's talk about it. First off, I do want to say that this game has some pretty good box art. Uh, It's one of the rare instances of of it being like, you can look at the box art and you can clearly see that this was painted for this game. The guy, (laughs) it looks like there are our buddy Ken, the, the enemies are clearly enemies you have fought. The backgrounds are clearly inspired by the game, so it's pretty cool. I, I like that about it. I like it too, man. It's, uh, there's no beat in this old art style. Amen, man. And However, this manual is pretty brief. It is a mere 14 pages, black and white. Uh, there are no screenshots. This thing's bare bones. We do have uh, some uh, black and white sort of hand-drawn looking artwork, though, so there's that. Yeah, you get a couple... A couple drawings of of ken climbing and standing there but there is an enemy section with uh, pictures and names of eight of the enemies and they they look pretty cool this is useful now i'll have a name to give these guys as we're talking about them because as i was playing i was like i this this guy looks like a lobster i don't know what to call him <laughs> yeah <they're, laughs> and the game uh, just calls them target every time you fight anything they're all target that's it yeah yeah and as far as bare bones goes you know it does very briefly describe your controls um <laughs> oh yeah this come on guys you don't even get you don't even get the picture of the controller you know where it's describing hey real quick off topic but uh so this manual keeps referring to uh you know insert the game pack use precaution using the game pack do you recall kids calling cartridges back in the day game packs was that a common nomenclature for an nes cartridge no not in real life however okay. it was frequently you know like in nintendo power or again in manuals they're always like this is a game pack you know p-a-k-a pack P-A-K, it was yeah. just like all right man you're <laughs> i mean i always read it but i never heard someone say that out loud before like hey, let me borrow your your game pack man like, can i borrow your super mario game pack <laughs> 
Uh, but moving on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do get a little story. So at least here in America, you this takes place after, I guess, the Street Fighter One tournament. Ken goes to Bargum University to study cybotics. Cybotics? Oh, a popular field. I don't field. know if that's a real word. I, I, I tried searching for it, but I got nothing. So Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it hasn't been invented yet, man. This takes place in 2010. It's the future. Yeah. Well, after many years, him and his buddy Troy invent a revolutionary substance, I guess, called cyboplasm, which improves your strength and power and... It was supposed to be, you know, at least according to the manual, it was like, this will help people going to other planets. But quickly, he returns to his lab and finds it destroyed, and his Troy is killed. Well, so, the manual says he was killed, but the game says he was turned into a puddle of jelly, which <laughs> I guess we'll talk about the uh, the twist <laughs> ending. But <laughs> Grape jelly, perhaps? Strawberry preserves? <laughs> so yeah, kid, go get him. Go, go save Troy. Indeed, uh, as good a story setup as any, I suppose. Yeah. And outside of that, we just got some FCC regulations. We got some some warranty info and uh, look for more action-packed games from Capcom. And that's about it for this manual, brother. Yeah, well, we do have three full-page ads. You have one for Codename <laughs> Viper, one for Willow. The major motion picture is now a game. And then finally, oh, yeah. at the end, there's an ad for Mega Man 2. Okay, there's a good one. So, yeah, all three games that you probably wish you had bought instead of this. <laughs> all right, Dale, it's that time. It's general chat time. General chat, my favorite kind of chat, Nick. Let's chat it up, bro. Hey, man. I'll be honest with you, I kind of liked this game. I uh, I didn't think it was nearly as bad as what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I was really only super frustrated at a couple parts, mm -hmm. and I would go back and I would play this thing again with some newfound skills. Absolutely, I, I agree, because I think it's a kind of unique and intriguing premise for the game. It's it's not fully executed well. Like, you know, like you, your attacks, you quickly learn where you're like, I'm just using my normal punch, my upward punch, and my backflip. You get those other the weird kick. None of that is is worth your time. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't work out in a stressful combat situation. And since that's the entire game, there there's no let up. Like even the very first level where it's like you, you'll typically you'll get a kind of matchup screen where it's you and it'll say like here's who you got to kill your target. In the first one, it's a weird scorpion creature. But there the game will constantly spawn. You know it'll have like I don't know two of these bullet shape rocket things where i think they're called seekers or no hunter drones and you know if you kill it they'll just respawn there's another one so it's just like you're constantly dealing with this it's a stressful game from the very get-go for sure it's uh don't let me downplay the difficulties so the biggest issue i think is the those darn controls man like it's there's so many things you want to do in this game that you feel like you should be able to do like you find your fingers pressing the buttons thinking it's going to attack in a certain way and it just doesn't happen like mm -hmm. you really you can only attack what's directly in front of you uh what's sort of diagonally in front of you and then if you jump what's in front of you or below you and that's that's kind of it but enemies come at every direction in this game and they tend to come at the direction that you can't shoot them in so i, yeah. I think for me once i sort of realized that you can't be that aggressive in this game you kind of have to always be moving a and b you sort of bait the enemies into into getting into your sweet spot 
the game gets a little bit easier because when I first started playing mm-hmm. this, it was just, let's just run a gun. We'll just go after everything, kill everything. But I realized that, you know, just keep an eye on the time, keep your distance, wait till people come to you and put themselves in their weak spot and take them down. And it gets a little less stressful. Yeah. And there, there's quite a few enemies where you realize you're like, these aren't really worth killing because they just come back. I guess if you're trying to get some life power ups out of them, maybe. Absolutely. And then, um, so, I mean, each level, it's, you know, you have a target. It starts out and you're free to run around and it tells you which ones you're supposed to be killing because these guys are going to drop this cyboplasm energy that will allow you to open a rift so that you can teleport to the next part of the planet and then essentially trying to get to the next boss. And I think there's two or three bosses per planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bosses, I don't know how you felt about the bosses, but most of these guys can be cheesed pretty easily. I tried to fight them all legit and even fighting them legit. I didn't think any of the bosses were particularly stressful i mean they all only took me a couple of tries but if you just cheese them it's the easiest boss fight in the world it can be yeah once you once you figure out what what's going on there's one of the things about this game i, I think like graphically like well, your character looks good really well animated most of the enemies do there's not a great variety of enemies but they're they're pretty cool looking sprites the backgrounds look great, but they are crowded. And especially like that first level where it's really like, I don't know what the hell I can grab onto. You know, you're jumping around and some, you're just stopping and things where it's like, oh, that's a platform. I don't know. You know, they're not all yeah. that bad. But I think the first one really is a where it's like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> like, you Agreed. really got to feel it out. I do agree. The enemies and uh, Ken is pretty well animated. Uh, the backgrounds are kind of hit and miss for me. Some of these levels just look like, uh, I mean, I think planet two, it looks like you're at a, a bag of ground beef with some asparagus. <laughs> it's just, it's a mess, man. <laughs> yeah. I liked, uh, I like the music a lot. Well, I mean, it's not super great, but I, I do think it's noteworthy that this game does have over tw- or about 20 tracks. Like it's got a pretty big library of music. Oh, wow. So that that's pretty cool. No kidding. I had no idea. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> and despite, well, they're all back. I, you know, it's another, it has that same effect as uh, shoot em up where you're, you're concentrating on the action so much. And since it never lets up, you know, this is another one of those games where it's like, oh, here's a, here's an easy part of a stage for you to kind of familiarize yourself with controls and power up a bit and feel good for beating some easy enemies. But this game does not give that to you. No, it does not. It's time to take this game level by level or planet by planet. And we start our adventure. They don't name any of these planets. So I don't know that you start on Earth, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it is. It's, you know, you do get a kind of, I don't want to say map scene, but you'll get a little screen with the picture of, I think it's four planets and a space station. And you'll you'll see your your little, I don't know if this is a spaceship you're flying in, but you just kind of, a little dot goes zooming from one planet to another and the battle for the cyboplasm begins. I thought this first planet was Earth. It looks like it to me. And then while you're here, Mm -hmm. it kind of looks like a, a futuristic cyberpunk earth because you can see in the first level if you look in the background the statue of liberty is out there so i think oh sure yeah first levels earth so. yeah and you know the first level is you know you're immediately being followed by those hunter drones and but you know it's a cool kind of retro wave dark you know it's got like bright purple and blues and got uh, some uh some neon looking lady signs laying there yeah, the yeah. CD part of town you know and th- th- those are the parts you know those signs and things where it's like what like 
you know, and you, you'll see like there there are a couple pillars that you can grab and, and flip around, but th- and that's one of the confusing things sometimes in this game is figuring out like which of these pillars can I flip around, or sometimes they're walls. I don't know. To this game's out. credit, I think they did a decent job with the first level, just uh, making this an introductory like. Here's a pillar. Here's what you can do with the pillar. Here's a platform. Here's how you interact with those. Here's some random items you can shoot that will give you power-ups. And here, a couple basic enemies. So it's a good, good introduction. Yeah. As we mentioned, you're fighting a kind of reddish flying scorpion enemy. So. Firebrand from Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. It just kind of swoops around at you. So it's it's one of these, you start to learn where you're like, don't, don't think you necessarily need to go like right at it. You want to wait until it's safe to hit and then just take your time. Yeah, this guy you'll see multiple times through the game and it's uh, he acts the same way every time, which is really just one attack. He'll kind of tuck his tail in and, and do a swooping attack towards you. That's depending on what, what altitude he's at, it's fairly easy to dodge. Yeah, it's not bad. The only thing that is, gets tricky about it is that you just have those other enemies. Oh, yeah. But again, this level is just, you know, run around, get some power-ups. It's fairly easy to get the power-ups as long as you're conscious of where these hunter drones are at. And uh, and then take this guy down at your leisure. Absolutely. And when you do, uh, a little warp gate opens up and you head through that to uh, the next fight, which is in a bar i don't it, it, you're looks definitely like an arcade right yeah it's, there's arcade machines yeah there's like it looks like a jukebox and maybe a pinball or some kind of arcade there's a crowd in the background and you are fighting what appears to be a large purple robotic ape yeah uh, it looks like uh looks like shredder or something <laughs> yeah i believe i believe this is a character on the cover of the the box art so that is correct it has a spiked ball for one hand that it shoots out at you and uses as a kind of grappling hook to swing it's uh, this boss is not too bad. It's mostly the only tricky part is guessing whether he's going to shoot his his spike ball forward or, or at the angle. And you jump over him, blast him when he lands, maybe hit him in the air while you're, you know, while he's swinging at you. You can jump over him and pop a shot off that he'll hit while you jump over. At least that's what I did a few times. Not very tough. This guy, I just hounded point blank with bullets and uh, just relied on RNG. If he was punching straight at me, I was going to tank the hit every time. If he shot straight up in the air, it was just a simple jump over, rinse, repeat. And I think within maybe two of him going back and forth on the screen, he was dead. So fairly quickly killed him in the first try. Nice. Yeah, this this is an easy boss for the most part. And then after that, the the door opens and you'll you'll come to the first of of a few different types of I guess you could call it a transit level. It's just like it's it's a single screen kind of purple reddish background i don't know if you're supposed to be a this is where you go when you warp and then you come out but it's like you just appear you wait a second and then a gate appears and you have to jump in that and you know okay well let me dial this back because i don't know if we we fully mentioned this but you know most of the time in these two levels we've you know you beat the boss the gate appears but you do have a little meter that's your open meter and some levels you will have to collect a little kind of a glowing like ring thing and they will which when you beat an enemy it will kind of move towards you and that will fill up a chunk of your meter and sometimes it's just a question of killing enough enemies to fill up the meter to open said gate however regardless of how it opens you don't have all day to get there the gate will disappear and you're just screwed so don't dally (laughs) dude few things stress me out more in this game than that time limit from when that gate appears because sometimes you're on one of the levels where you're just you're fighting a target that's just a, a group of enemies and you have to kill enough of them and you've got a big 
uh, just rectangular screen to work with, and that thing will, will appear anywhere. So let's say you kill the last guy you need for the last bit of energy to open the gate at the top right. That gate might appear at the bottom left somewhere off screen, and you got nine seconds to get over there, and you're, you're you know, if you're... grappling onto walls on accident, <laughs> stressing out. Like I, <laughs> Yeah, and it's like the enemies don't stop coming. <laughs> so you, no. you have to get to that gate before it goes away. It's I, I, I never actually missed it, but I was very frequently like, Ugh. I died trying to get to it one time just because enemies compounded oh. me and I was playing sloppy. I've I've died plenty of times trying to do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, super stressful. I don't know why they insist on just giving you nine seconds to get there. My only assumption is it's so that people can't just uh, farm health or farm life, which even that's cruel, man. That's still risk reward. I could still die trying to farm health. It's not like I'm getting free health. It's, you know? it's, it's one of those things, man, when I think back to, you know, Ghosts and Goblins or certain other crushingly hard games. The one name keeps coming up. It's Tokoro Fujiwara. So I blame him personally. Um, yeah, sadist. I, I think he just produced it. So, oh, okay. But anyways, we move along. And now we see uh, our next target is an interesting kind of a, a larger fellow with a bionic arm and a pink outfit. Some white hair. He looks pretty cool. Yeah, we got a bionic commando to fight here, apparently. Yeah, I guess. And again, this is another, we're, we're on Earth. Uh, you can see a city background, uh, but this is a auto-scrolling stage where you're being attacked by those hunter drones and you've got some real platforming over pits you've got to go. Yeah, this is our first auto-scroller, which I guess is the third type of level that we'll encounter mm -hmm. in this game. Um, and this one, I did die a couple times. You can be squished if you don't move fast enough and the back of the yes, screen pushes that, you against the surface or something. Yep, I, it got me too. It's it, Which is kind of tough at first because you don't know the path where you're going to you get a dead end and get squished. Uh, we will see a few enemies for the first time here. Those little, they look kind of like a robotic armadillo that turns into a ball and rolls at you. They are invincible. Do not try to fight them. I, I hate them so much. <laughs> now, there is a part in this level I wanted to mention, too, where it, um, you're on the bottom level of the screen and uh, the path kind of zigzags backward and you go up a level and then you have to go up a third level um, and come back towards the right side of the screen, all while this thing is scrolling. So mm -hmm. you're kind of running out of time. But there's a bunch of stuff in that middle level in your way. And uh, some of the playthroughs I saw online, people were saying, I don't know how to get through this. You just tank a couple hits, just walk through it and use the invincibility frames. Um, I found you can actually jump up to the third level, grab onto it uh, with, with your grab button or whatever, and just flip up there and just bypass the whole second level. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes it because it doesn't exactly look like you could, but you know, you can uh, flip up through tons of stuff. So it makes sense. Yeah. Little secrets from there. Yeah, good welcome. call. <laughs> <laughs> After a, a bit more platforming over some open gaps, you'll come to a slightly confusing at first because, you know, you're, you're jumping over these gaps on these platforms which look like little robots i guess that will explode after a few moments so you don't have long to dally and it's like there's a, a wall that i believe what they're intimating is a large shattered window that you jump through but yeah. I, I remember being kind of confused like do i can i go through that like <laughs> it's like i gotta go somewhere so i guess we'll check it out and inside yeah. it is our our buddy the boss kind of looks like he has an h on his chest so i'm gonna call him mr h he is in a, a room with a short and tall pillar, and he stands on top of them, and 
uh, blocks fall down from the ceiling. And he can throw these at you, right, if he catches one? He can, yeah. So they fall down from left to right fairly slow, so it's not too hard to to move and, and dodge them. But he will grab onto one and throw it at you eventually. And if he jumps down to the floor on the floor level, then uh, then that then it's kind of tricky. He can throw them directly at you. Mm-hmm. But this guy I took out, again, in the first try. It's super easy. You can stand right in front of him and just ape him with, with bullets, and he'll die pretty quick. Yeah, you can you – can, but. It, there are a couple of these where it's like you just want to commit to just being like, I'm going to deal as much damage as I can and without worrying about myself and it pays off and it definitely does here. Yeah, there's kind of two modes in this game. You're either hyper aggressive as many bolts as I possibly can, as fast as I possibly can, just get them out of here, or you're dodging around just waiting for that perfect opportunity. There's no in between. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we head through the warp. We're in another one of these crazy colored, this is a blue and green kind of swirly background. And here, there are these kind of frog creatures that maybe are the skimmers. I don't know from the manual, but... I think so. They just look like big frogmen. They're hopping down, and this is our first area where you're going to have to kill, I don't know, five or six of these to get enough uh, points or, you know, to open up the gate. Yeah, these are like the built-in farming levels I mentioned before, where you get the opportunity to kill a bunch of these guys, get some health. Um, even after the gate opens, you can stand there and keep killing a few of them if you think they're going to drop a health power up, because they don't they don't really do anything. They just fall down and you shoot them. Yeah, pretty easy. We go through the warp and we find ourselves in a kind of high-tech, I don't know, a power plant maybe? There's a... Kind of looks like a cloning plant with a bunch of uh, bunch of yeah. pods, you know. Yeah, this is definitely a, an industrial. I don't know. It's you can hop and grab on these pods, and we are fighting a, an interesting. Looks to me kind of like a Mega Man enemy, where it's <laughs> it's a big robot with a drill arm. Or no, I guess that's maybe not a drill. It's like a gun. It's got like antennas, and uh, it follows you around and shoot sparks at you. So it's not super tough. Uh, as long as you don't hold still, this is one where it's like, make sure to move, dodge his shot, and then blast him, and it won't take too long. Yeah, if any uh, modern gamers are out there, this guy looks like a character from Among Us with like a capacitor on his arm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this dude actually is the first boss that, that killed me. He gave me a little bit of trouble, um, but you can sort of cheese him. Um, he'll jump above you sort of off screen and uh, you can jump up and land on one of these little glass tubes and just shoot upward and he'll kind of just stay in the same spot and you can just mm. blast him until he's dead. Don't really have to worry about him. But the first time I fought him, he got right in front of me and I was locked in the Demodome, dude. I couldn't get out. So he just melted <laughs> my life bar. He's not too, uh, when I first fought him, I was definitely just doing like hit and run, which takes a minute, but you know, or you can, depending on your power up level, really tear him up. After defeating him, we warp out and then we'll get the first of a few little cutscenes where a mysterious eyeball (laughs) is talking to you. And he's like, how do you know my name? And it says, that's not important. Why are you pursuing me? Uh, Could this be the guy that killed Troy? Ah, it seems like it. So, oh man! And next, we fly to a little green planet. This is kind Ugh. of a plant-based area. It's a gross planet, man. I don't like it. That's this is ground <laughs> beef with asparagus land. It's, it's just something. everything. Looks, yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first, or I guess not the first, but the, at this level, we're fighting. Our target is a bunch of those hunter drones. So yeah. you just have to kill. I don't even know how many five, six of them to open the gate. There are also these little spike balls that come out of the ground. They, uh, these plants that wave at you and they don't really do much to you, but you just kill them and move along, but get, get those, kill those hunters and move along. Yeah. That's definitely one of the easiest stages. 
uh, yeah, if we move on, then we're on to the uh, the transitory stage where it looks like we're inside of an artery. And we get mm-hmm. two power-ups here, too. There's uh, a C power-up and uh, something else there as well. And then the portal opens up and we move on. Yeah, I wish I, like, I could use a few more of these stages, right? Heck, yeah. Then we get to a stage that really gave me some trouble. Um, oh, Lord. Auto-scrolling, but heading upward. And we're climbing this whole thing, baby. You bet. And if, you know, like many upward scrolling games, if you scroll off the bottom, you are dead. So it's a it's a battle of, you know, moving up, fighting plants. Uh, we'll see these little insects, I believe, called entorids. They're purple. They climb. They're almost always on a vertical pole or something, and they'll they'll switch sides from time to time. So you have to move up and, you know, you can kind of switch to the other side and try and skip by them. But I've found yeah. it's easier to just kill them or completely pass them up. Yeah, you've got two pillars that look like pickles going going up, sometimes three It's in some parts, and then you've got your hamburger walls on the side that you can grab onto as well. But all while you're doing this, you've got these uh, these bugs flying up from the bottom of the screen that kind of look like they have bottle caps on their heads. Yeah. You can land on them sometimes when the surface is flat, but they will quickly remove that, and then you'll be taking damage from those guys. But yeah, um, so. I found, uh, don't even shoot at these dudes. If you can get them above you on the screen, just dodge and get below them. They only ever fly upwards, so they're not going to come back down after you. Yes, and if you don't kill them, they won't keep respawning. So, uh-huh. And this took quite some time for me to master this, like the last points where it was just like grueling. Like you really, it's the first of a level where it's like, there's very little margin for error. You have to get your way up without taking too much damage, without falling off and dying. And when you get to the top, you can fight uh, the boss, which is a plant creature. Looks like a flower with tentacle arms. It does indeed. And this guy, this guy's tricky. This is uh, mm-hmm. probably the hardest boss fight yet. Oh, sure. Because it'll kind of, the head will pop off and fly around and then land and a new body kind of spawns up underneath it. Yeah. And he primarily jumps and uh, has two different jump heights and he'll jump straight up and down. He can jump forward and backward and uh, he will shoot four spores out of the top of his head that kind of rain down on top of you. So uh, there's a platform where he can be above you. So it can be tricky to dodge those at some points. Yeah. Yeah. As I understand it, there is a way to cheese this guy to where you don't take a single lick of damage and you just hit the attack button, but I don't actually know how to do it. So I had to beat him legit. Mm, yeah me too i it's it's tough but it's not undoable it's defeat that fool and you head to another little warp zone where you just head out of a door and head into the other back to another collection room to power up the cyboplasm and i gotta say this is the first one that frustrated me yeah this one's tough you're kind of in a forest area you're jumping off of leaves and branches while you're trying to kill these these are the secret drones the little uh, they're kind of brown with a little eyeball, but yeah. there are hunter drones attacking you too. So it's a, it's, there's no one big enemy, but you're trying to leap around and it's just the enemies are coming at you from all sides. Yeah. You got hunter drones. You got these cinnamon toast crunch guys you're supposed to kill. <laughs> and uh, one surface that you stand on is made of leaves. And if you stand on it too long, it'll break, you'll fall through and there's spikes at the bottom of the level. Um, and then another surface yeah. is bouncy. So you're bouncing off of that the whole time, sometimes against your will and you're just bouncing into enemies, but um, the enemies are relentless in this level. So it, it's, took me a few tries to get this one and the first time that i was incredibly stressed out when the dang portal appeared because you uh, you're grabbing onto stuff you're latching onto walls you don't mean to latch onto there's spikes mm-hmm. you gotta jump over you're stressing out there's still enemies coming at you from every direction you're just trying to get in the portal man and the time's ticking down it's it is it's a, oh. it's you don't get a whole lot of time for this scene either i think because the timer is not the same for every level no no and this one yeah this one's kind of rough like you get like 90 seconds i think but defeat it you must and defeat it you shall and after that we're back in the the weird warp zone again the camo the camo warp zone yeah 
Yeah, yeah. In between dimensions. Pretty pretty chill because you're just fighting the hunter drones. You have to you beat a f- five or six of them to open the warp, and that's it. There's no terrain or anything, so it's it's pretty chill. You know, I don't know if I've mentioned this about the hunter drones specifically yet, but I think this is one of my least favorite enemies in the game because these guys love to fly at this perfect altitude where you can't hit them. Like it, they yes. always do it. So it's yeah. You shoot at eye level, and they will come at you at knee level every time. And you're like, I don't know what. What do you want me to? And you try to yeah. jump over them, then they're diagonal coming at you. I'm like, come on, guys. It, it, it cannot be a coincidence. So <laughs> they come at you, defeat them all, or avoid them. Like if you can keep one that just kind of orbits you, but I don't know. But you move on, and now we get to the true boss of Planet Two, which is an interesting. You know, it just shows your target as an eyeball, but pretty quickly you'll see that you're in an interesting kind of life force looking zone. There's it definitely looks biological. There, the ceiling is moving up and down, and it controls. You know, the eyeballs in the center. It's like we're inside of somebody's throat, and there's a big uvula coming down, and it's got an <laughs> eyeball in the end of it. That's what yeah. So as it as the ceiling moves up and down, it's dropping from these four kind of veins, I guess, whatever, some kind of goo that will land on the floor and start to stack up and create little pillars that you can destroy and climb. Uh, there are some enemies in here, too, that will mess with you. Yeah, this boss, man, I I, I wanted to ask you about this guy. Did he give, give you trouble? Oh, sure. Yeah, it took me a minute to be like, what do I, how do I even? Okay, I thought this was the easiest boss in the game, uh, but I think that's contingent on your power-up level. If you can get through the previous parts of this level to have enough power-ups that your shot reaches uh, where that eyeball first descends, you can kill him within three seconds. So if you stand directly below him and you're powered up enough to shoot and the 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 shot goes far enough to hit the eyeball, just mash the, the fire button and he's dead before anything even tries to attack you. I, I wish, man. I was I was coming in here almost completely unarmed to where it was oh, like okay. I was just waiting. You know, it would be like, all right, I'm just going to kind of wait, dodge these foes, let these pillars build up so I can get up close enough to the eye to hit with my crappy range. And it took a minute to to develop an effective strategy, I guess, because once it takes some damage, then it kind of the eyeball comes down and out and starts really coming mm. after you. And then swinging around. Yeah. yeah. Pendulous. It's disgusting. So. So yeah, with power-ups, possibly easiest boss in the game. With no power-ups, very tricky. Yeah. But then we're treated to another cutscene with that purple eye. It tells you to go home and you won't get hurt. And it says, I'll bring you to justice. <laughs> <laughs> and it tells you to go to planet Sand Dune. Oh, God. And this is where the game really uh, kind of the difficulty ratchets up, I found. Yeah, uh, if you were a kid in 1990 playing this game and you made it this far, this is where you put the controller down and you go play something else. <laughs> Absolutely, man. The difficulty ramps up here. Uh, you are in a sandy planet with some... I really like the backgrounds here. You've got the the floor is kind of waves of sand that are moving. So you have kind of varying height there. Uh, there's some cool caves with like, I guess, giant cobwebs hanging from them. Yeah. You are attacked by these fish, these little white fish things that leap out of the sand at you. They are annoying as hell. Yeah, that, this level looks awesome. And I will say that right in the very beginning, you're treated to an area where there's a, like a, a, a sand lake below you. And I stood there forever. Like, am I supposed to go down there? Am I going to drown? Like, what is, <laughs> Where's the platform? But you can indeed walk on this and then also climb up these sand waterfalls that are coming down. Our first foe is the same scorpion uh, enemy we defeated in the first level. However, once he's dead, then two more of them come out. So you have to kill three of them. And at first, it's not too tough. But this level does have, I think it's the first place you can get that backflip power up. 
which comes in super yes. handy because you need that invincibility. <laughs> and it was around it was around this level or just beyond that I realized the the benefit of the backflip. And for all the people listening out there, if anybody wants to pick this game up and play it, if you want any hope of getting to the end of this game legitimately, you need to learn to master this backflip immediately because it is easily one of your best tools for navigating this game. I don't know if we got into it specifically, but you know, you press A to jump. And so mm -hmm. you have to, it's, you don't press like back and A to do it. That'll just jump you backwards to, you have to jump and then press back while you're in the air. And before pressing any kind of forward, like, you know, so it, it's, it's a little tricky, but it's not as hard as it may sound. It is indeed tricky. It does take some practice to get used to. Kill these, uh, three scorpions then you go to another camo warp room where you can pick up two power-ups and then head off to fight our next target which is a weird looking i don't know how to describe this it looks like a part of me wants to say mummy it's <laughs> i don't know some weird like dog man in a white outfit <laughs> or you know like yeah. it kind of looks striped purpley I, I don't know uh some sort of master shredder sort of guy yeah yeah and and we're in another, this is still on sand dune. So here is, uh, we're outside now. There are some cliffs that you have to climb while avoiding those those invincible armadillos type enemies. And they're, they're here we see those sand pillars and stuff that scorpion tails coming out of the ground. Lots of weird enemies, but don't oh, yeah, really this is, ha have this to is fight. This the area them. I was talking about where I didn't know if I could jump in the sand or not. The previous level is, is hell though, trying to fight two of those scorpion guys. But Oh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, and then so we kind of zigzag our way through this little cave, which again looks really cool. And then we find our animal friend who is a weird enemy who kind of teleports and then releases kind of columns that move in a pattern where it's like the a blue fiery column erupts out of the floor and then a little closer to you, another one and and so forth. So you, you can see the pattern coming kind of, but you really just want to keep moving away from him. If you... sort of sort of the opposite of the um, the guy with the bionic arm that summons down the blocks from the ceiling so that this guy's summoning up these uh, water blasts from the floor that just kind of come at you in a row. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. However, there is a large shaft at the top of this little area that if you climb on the wall, if you're powered up enough to hit him, you know, he, he can't even shoot you with those flames while you're on the wall if you're up high enough. So. That's one way to do it, but I definitely cheesed this guy and I, I didn't look it up or anything. I just figured it out as I was fighting him. But there's a small little alcove you can stand in in the bottom right of the screen. And if you stand there, he can't hit you no matter what he does. And you have a couple attacks that can reach him. So oh, as long okay. as you've got time on the clock, you can just stand there and jump shot every time he appears. This is where I was really like committing myself fully to the backflip life. And yeah, whip, just constantly moving, moving around, trying to just score hits here and there because I hadn't. While I was really into the backflip, and especially now that I got that power up, I, you know, I, I hadn't fully powered up my punches here and I wasn't doing the, this is where I really started like, okay, I'm, I'm not going back down to zero power ups, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going back there, man. I'm not going back. But after we defeat him, then we're in a, another a tricky little camo warp room full of these things called death eyes that look kind of like a jellyfish that you can jump on and the gate will appear on its own. So don't kill these because you kind of need to jump off one to get up there. I did kill them and <laughs> I did then the too. gate appeared and I was like, oh, I just died. Like they don't come back. That was the first time I thought this game was truly cruel because I, I killed these guys and the gate appears and you're like, OK, well, I'm, I'm a dunce. All right. Just, yeah. Yeah. Boot up that save. And then we'll head to the next level where we will see the target appears to be some sort of mask. 
yeah, this, uh, I'm not going to lie. I mentioned it in the general chat, I think, but this is the point that enraged me to no end. Yes. Uh, this part may have been easy for you. I don't know, but it, God, I hate this level. Absolutely was not. This is the the hardest <laughs> thing in the game. I thought I, I hated it. I hate it. I still hate it. Uh, you're in a very similar cave to the very first one we saw with the waves yep. of sand at the bottom. And I believe from the manual, this boss is named Slagma, where the, oh. the mask rises and then a sand body forms underneath it. It will swat at you and it shoots a little orbular spherical dragon at you that you can fight, but takes a few hits. I was not powered up here, so I had a really rough time because you got to hit him in the head. Yeah, It's hard to aim because you got to do it in the air. And since the floor is wave shaped, it's uneven and hard to target. Now, I watched a playthrough of this, and some guy killed this guy in uh, maybe two and a half seconds, which just made me even matter because this dude is constantly skating around on the floor. If he touches you, takes a point of life, and he comes up out of the floor, got to jump and shoot him in the face, and he fires out the most annoying enemy in the game, in my opinion. It's, it's up that, there. <laughs> oh, that's this little inchworm dragon guy that, that tracks you like crazy, and he loves to fly at every angle that you can't shoot, and he takes multiple shots to kill. So I was just, oh, man, I almost broke my controller in half. I, I was yes, I was seriously getting mad here uh, because and in the end, I don't fully understand how it was where I was like, well, I was just able to beat him where it was like if, if you it's one of those deals where it's like if you get lucky and you commit at the right time and really blast him, then uh, it doesn't take as much damage as you might think. And this was the exact moment when I decided to master the backflip and the backflip is the only reason that I got through this level once again, because you have that invincibility in the air. So anytime yes. that guy would fly at me, I would just backflip through him and run to the other side of the screen yeah get away all right so having slain the foul slagma hop in the warp and we find ourselves in another <laughs> artery <laughs> and uh here uh pretty easy these little plant monsters come out of the ground and you just have to kill a few of them to get enough uh inner cyboplasm to open the gate why do these levels exist other than just getting health power-ups possibly is that really it or I I don't know, man. It's like I would much rather have a you know it doesn't have to be real long, but just give me a little something to play yeah. around easily. You know, I, I don't know. It's it's not quite the relief that I wish it was. It's it's a little too easy. I I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a bit silly. Our next target appears to be a big red snake, and once the level starts, you'll find yourself at the top of a giant sand waterfall. Yeah, we got essentially an auto scroller here, but we're going down this time. And this is reason number two why Planet 3 is the worst in the game, Nick. <laughs> this is a this is a rough level because immediately, you know, you're coming down, you got the sand waterfall, and one of these pink serpents comes up and you know, they take a few shots to kill. As you hurt them, they will lose orbs out of their their body will will get shorter. So Yeah, and, and you know, let's Again, we'll recap what our, our, our offensive options are here, Nick. Uh, again, keep in <laughs> mind, we're moving downward this whole time. And what attack do we have that shoots downward? The backflip, which shoots one bullet. And one bullet is not enough to kill one of these guys. And where do our enemies come from, Nick? They all come from the bottom of the screen. So you can imagine how much fun this level yeah. <laughs> this level is to play. You, you have to try to bait them and get them, you know, you can blast them off when they get next to you. Or I, ideally, they'll be... they'll circle around and come down from above and then you can you know really open fire vertically upwards and they do tend to circle around and come from above but they, i don't know about you but they always seem to come from this magical angle where as i'm shooting upward i still am not 
quite I'm a centimeter off from hitting them yes. and they just keep coming down and there's nowhere you can go. It sucks. Like, oh. <laughs> no, it's it's really uh they're they're pretty quick and it, it really is like once the the snake starts to commit to a downward path, then you have to immediately readjust yourself, usually not too far, but just a little bit to try to, to get them in your crosshairs. And they track you well too. So if you try to move out of the way just to avoid them and let them go past you, he's he's just gonna turn and come at you. And then he's at another angle that you can't shoot him at. Yeah. Yep. It's rough. And you know, you're just kind of slowly descending this uh in this sand fall, but there are some cliffs you can land on, grab on. You know, it's if you get to the top of the screen, you're dead. So you, you have to keep yeah. kind of moving. And at a certain point here, you'll start to notice these those stupid, those little bastard white fish that, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, they come back, they're leaping out, so they're distracting you from the the snakes. And then it comes to a really tight <laughs> oh, passage yeah. coming down where you're in like a little kind of cave. Uh, this is I, I think your your fifth snake is what will open the gate you'll have enough energy to open the gate but that doesn't mean another one's not going to spawn right there and you have such little room and like this was an area where i was getting really frustrated because more than once i would get the gate open and then die yeah. oh, five is too many too that's uh it should be like two like come <laughs> on. Uh, yeah i hate this part of the game uh i guess one benefit is there are some power-ups that you can get because our very next area is going to be our boss of planet three Yes, this target looks like a weird, I guess, lizard with kind of a spiky shell on its head. Yeah, he kind of he's got like a conch shell on or something. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Salamander. Know. It's a it's a strange creature. Um, and I will say this boss is frustrating. I mean, OK, so he's not he's not hard. I beat him in the first try, but this is not a fun boss to fight. No, you are at the bottom of the sand waterfall. The floor is sand waves like we've seen before, and you're in a kind of, I don't know, maybe two screen wide area with some cliff walls on either side. And this boss comes out, and guess what? He's riding one of those stupid snakes, so. Yes, he is. <laughs> you, you, can, you can kill the snake, and then he kind of, he'll shoot at you and turn into a little whirlwind along the ground. And once you get that snake out of the way, it's not oh, yeah. that bad. because First order can, business, yeah. Yes, you can jump, avoid avoid him, and just it takes five or six shots to, to, to beat him down. So not as bad as the previous level. Uh, really, the frustrating part is that every time you jump, you get kind of caught in the sand waterfall, and you start floating down slowly. And you get a short yeah. window of time where this guy stops his uh, horizontal attack, and he stops the fire at you, and you get to shoot back at him. But if you're still up there floating because you jumped twice for instance you're not going to be at the bottom of the screen in time to shoot back at him yeah it's, so it's, it, i i never took any damage but there was many times where he would come at me and i would jump twice just to make sure he didn't hit me but I, i'm just waiting to float down he's not gonna hit me i'm not gonna hit him we're just folding our arms like what are we doing here and there's no like power-ups here so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh you know if you're if you're coming in like i was with a very weak attack gun you know your power level is low then you're gonna have you're gonna have a bad time yeah well let's get him out of there and move on yeah and then then we get another little cut scene where oh the thought plickens yeah the <laughs> where ken says yeah, what's wrong with me i feel like there's something inside me and then we quickly uh, warp or whatever to another planet where we'll see our our target is another. It appears to be a orange frogman that we've seen before. Yeah, recycling some enemies now. 
Yes, and now we're on another kind of plant level. Everything you're, you're you have some some pillars that you can climb uh, with some brown destroyable parts uh, and what appear to be, I guess, mushroom platforms. Yeah, very uh, underwater kind of uh, biome. Very wet, very mossy. Yeah, and wooden. Looks good. Um, Doesn't look bad. And you know, you're you're trying to kill many of these frogs as they drop down from the sky and. And some flip up from the bottom, too, which can be a little tricky. Yeah, yeah. Now, this level does have some uh, organic nodules you can blow up to get some power-ups. I think there is a backflip power-up in here. There is indeed a, uh, our, our, I think, the first appearance of the orb that follows you around in your back. Oh, sure. I do know there is one on the upwards, gosh, I think the second planet where you're, you're going up at the top oh, and really? you fight that okay. flower. There's one, it's like when... Uh, you can get it there. I know because I eventually gave up trying to do it because it was just such a pain in the butt where it's like uh, okay. right at the top of one of those pillars of slime that you got to climb up <laughs> and there's yeah. like a bug right up there. And it's like, you have a brief chance to like get up there and get it. And then, or else you'll get squished by these auto scroll. But I don't know when I got it exactly or, or what gave it to me, but I know that I, I only ever started seeing that orb at planet four and beyond. Gotcha. So yeah, you're killing a bunch of frogs. There are those death eyes floating up as well that you want to destroy or avoid, but it's really just a matter of killing, I guess, five or six of these stupid frogs. They're uh, they're not hard to kill, but there's just a bunch of them. Yeah, not, and, not a bad level, really, especially what you just uh, after what you just went through in Planet 3. It's a level where I died more than once after opening the gate being like i don't know where it is i'm trying to jump <laughs> yeah. around and then it's like you still got, got nine those, seconds yeah damn frogs are dropping on it's like Ugh. i was definitely I trying to maintain a high power level here so it was also where i was getting like all right i have to get through this level and i'm, I'm not going to tolerate more than one hit because i need to keep my power level high so if i got hit between opening the gate and getting to it it was just like Ugh, again yeah fortunately the, the backgrounds look pretty good but Unlike the next level, which is another purple veining stage. and Yeah, we got a couple of alien monoliths that come out of the ground and spin around, and they're pretty easy to kill. Yeah, another another short one, and warp out of there, and our next target is... I think this is a skimmer uh, in the manual. It's like a little fish manta man. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, it does look like that. I, I, it looks like we, a mermaid, sort of, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's colored kind of red and blue and it looks like where it's like are those blades on the arms and legs but I think they're the fins. Yeah. And uh this level does this take place underwater, Nick? I couldn't quite get what they were going for here. I I don't know because you, you, there's definitely a ceiling that's made of rock. Um, uh -huh. the background's all black but you are on what appears to be a, large, a big turd floating, a floating. <laughs> well it's like a i would say a a ship made yeah. of stone it, it, it does kind of have a face at the front with like a horn sticking out so i kept thinking of the the ship from mario brothers 3 it's it's sort of like that to where the level auto scrolls and kind of mm -hmm. bops up and down but you do have that ceiling above you which the first time i played this level I didn't realize that was a ceiling i thought that was just a horizon in the background and you sure. got squished at one yeah. point by going up to the top <laughs> i did too i did too it was, it's a it's dumb a, death yeah yeah they all are but, um, now what's what's annoying about this level that i wanted to bring up to you is um I, it took me a few tries to get through this level because i didn't know what the heck they wanted me to do because there's a point where this thing will scroll from um you know 
right to left, you know, like any mm-hmm. normal level, but then it starts to go the opposite direction. And I was like, okay, maybe it wants me to go back. And then there's a spot that I hopped down. No, I ended up getting squished by the level scrolling back to the right again, a couple of times, um, because it just, the level sort of hovers back and forth from left to yeah. right, but ultimately you need to make it to the right. So it's, I don't know, it confused me. Well, I, I was confused too, because this isn't the first time I've seen, you know, I guess more so in like a horizontal shooter where it's like, all right, you're your little ship and you have to blow up all the little pieces, the turrets, et cetera, is on this big ship as you kind of fly around it. However, like, you know, there are little holes that are emitting enemies and turrets kind of flowers, I guess, that come out and shoot at you, but you're just killing them. They always respawn. So yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know. And you're not getting any energy from them to open the gate. So yeah, yeah these I think you are underwater because these little turrets shoot fish at you. <laughs> yeah, and there are bubbles coming up from these guys as well. So that's, I think they are implying that you're underwater, which means Ken can breathe underwater, man. Hey, that's cyboplasm, baby. Ooh. But yeah, so it is like kind of weird where it's like it scrolls right and then left and then right again. So you're just kind of maintaining your own once... Once I figured out what this truly wanted from me, this level's not too bad because the enemies are, are aren't horribly difficult. And uh, as for the background too, there's a you know it looks like you're on a, a floating rock, but there's a few parts where the rock is broken open and you can see like some glowing red what looks like flesh inside. So maybe they're mm-hmm. implying you're on some kind of animal. So I don't know. I, that's what I think. It's like a living ship or, or something. Um, and then when you get to the far right, uh, there will be no more turrets, and you'll see our our old friend the skimmer comes kind of psycho crusher like spinning <laughs> dive at you like, like a torpedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's a pushover. I, I yes. had no trouble with this guy whatsoever. Just jump I, over the torpedo attack and blast him. I couldn't believe it. I felt like a million bucks after the last <laughs> level where you're just like, oh, okay, this is a recognizable and not difficult pattern in an uncrowded <laughs> fighting place where I'm not worried about getting stuck on things on accident. So, yeah, thank you, Capcom. That's right. Take down this fishy fool and then warp away to our favorite <laughs> camouflage zone where we'll see that weird <laughs> animal wizard. Mr. Mummy. Yeah. I don't Mr. Know. Uh, Mr. Rat wizard. Yeah. He, uh, this is the first time one of these camo transitory power-up levels is actually kind of difficult. You have to fight this guy true blue, man. You can't screw around. Yeah, and since there's no terrain here, it's like you truly have to be careful about dodging his his fire pillars. Once again, as soon as he pops that that move, I just backflip over it just to be safe because you're invincible anyway. Yeah, yeah, and not not too tough. Doesn't take a, a great deal of damage to to kill. No, sir. Uh, but and you better hope you don't take any damage because the next boss we're about to run into, I read online, a lot of people think is the hardest boss in the game. I kind of agree. It's a tough. Uh, it, let's describe this boss. What is this? A brain? Uh, it looks like a clam with, uh, you know, a split elephant trunk. And a yeah. brain in the middle coming out of it? I don't yeah, know. I guess because it is like at first you'll see it where it looks like a purple brain with, like you said, a, a split trunk or maybe like a slug head coming down out of it. And it has a kind of what looks like a shield on the right and left of it. Uh, it's very strange. And this boss immediately comes down and you'll kind of see how it's it cl- opens and closes kind of Venus flytrap like a vertical Venus flytrap. And when it's closed, it is invincible. And when it's open, you still can only hit it from below. Yep, classic, you can only attack it when it's open sort of situation. Uh, This is another one of those bosses, kind of like our our eyeball friend from earlier, that is either one of the hardest bosses in the game or one of the easiest. 
because same situation. Um, as soon as he lowers down from the screen at the very start of the level, if you've got some power-ups from the previous parts of this planet, you can just shoot straight up and you can kill him in one shot as long as you don't screw around. But if you let him close again after that first initial open, then dragons start coming out of the ground, holes start to appear, there's a whole bottom level you can fall into, stuff starts flying everywhere, turns yeah. into chaos. This, this level is very strange because we do have some plant like platforms to stand on, but the bottom appears to be ice. And like you said, there is a huge dragon that will come out. I was not powered up enough. I don't think at least when I've got here before to just take this boss down right away. And if you fall in one of the ice, the holes in the ice, there's this whole other, yeah. <laughs> there's like an underwater little part of the level. And there are power-ups down there as well as enemies. And I, I fell down a couple times, but could never get back out. I had the thought that this is a cool design and I wish this boss were challenging, but not as challenging so that we had some time to go down there and kind of see what the rest of this level had in store. Maybe the fight would last a little bit longer, but mm. I, I didn't want to screw around too much. This is one of those fights where you want to get him out as fast as possible. The more you screw around, the more you put yourself at a disadvantage. Yeah. And, you know, again, like I said, I couldn't figure out how to get out of the, the underwater parts. So I I've quickly <laughs> was like, I got to stay up here. And this was one area where... There's a small alcove on the right with a little destroyable thing. I, maybe there's a power up in it or not, but I, I just stood there and that thing came down and I was trying to hide from him. So I was like kind of heading to the right and I had that orb. So when it was just sitting there, it just kept hitting it when it was <laughs> okay. open. And I did get hit once, but it was like, all right, that orb did all the work for me, I guess. So yeah, I that's was a dream to, scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't know if I could. If I just got lucky with the way it was moving, you know, if I could do that again on purpose, but it's definitely easier to just get here powered up and blast it from below. But, you know, again, the first time you fight this boss, you're like, I don't even know what this is. I don't know how to fight it. Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing? A little tricky. It made me sad. Yeah, I avoided going down below at all costs, but teach his own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because down below, there's those death eyes and more of that boss we just fought, the skimmer. Yeah. You defeat this slug boss brain whatever and then we get another cutscene with a sweet purple eye <laughs> who mocks you and says don't you know what's happening to you join me and i will relieve your pain and then you blast off to what appears to be a space station yeah ken's weeping like a sissy something looks like it's not quite right now we're on the final level and this is a, a neat looking uh high-tech future city in space where you've got a lot of big like industrial future there's tubes and uh, towers and such that you can climb on and we're trying color to palette, just, yeah 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 and we're, we're trying to destroy a bunch of those little drones again the seekers but uh there's our, our old buddy the the big pink snakes are oh, spawning God. flying after you i, I hate him so much <laughs> now the more i look at this level nick the more i think it's the grossest level in the game because if you pay attention to the background there is nothing but futuristic eyeballs everywhere that blink and open and close and look at you there's a full wall made of them the whole backdrop is just made of eyeballs staring at you yeah man all eyes on me what am i tupac here uh there's uh it is weird yeah it's it's a high tech it's like grossly like organic high tech kind of you know what i mean yeah like, even, uh, even the power-up things that you shoot to break open to get uh, the power-ups are there like glass jars with eyeballs in them yeah what is with all the eyes i don't like that i don't like it either gross let's fade out man yeah, you fade out and then you head to another small vein area where you fight some drones and it's pretty easy. And then we move to our next level where the target is a question mark. Oh, okay. So, of course, we are fighting the Riddler. <laughs> I wish. But no, yeah. Um, 
here we are in another, you know, this is, we're inside now. It's kind of blue. Technological kind of backgrounds, you're inside. And this is a tough oh, man. platforming level where you're being hounded by hunters and hunter and seeker drones. And it has a lot of open areas that you have to navigate by climbing, switching from pillar to pillar, jumping, climbing on the bottom of, of pillars and stuff all over pit deaths. Yeah, this uh, the aesthetic of this level looks awesome. It's essentially the same as the top world, but you're sort of underground now. Uh, but oh, man, this has to be my third in line least favorite level in the game and really this is where that that back orb comes in it uh comes into play i think yeah you because got, there's oh. there's so much climbing over pit deaths all the while there are those things that are climbing uh on the tubes with you changing sides trying to hit you and there is just a plethora of enemies flying behind you chasing you constantly so if you have that orb you're good to go but otherwise man i died so many times getting through this thing Oh, me too. And it, I, uh, there's a, a point halfway through where you, there's a, a low ceiling mm -hmm. and, a, and a small passage, which is the middle of it kind of a, as a bridge has uh, one of these tubes that you can climb on. And atop it are two of those invincible armadillo bastards. Yeah, man. Okay, so <laughs> I, I read how to do this because otherwise I don't think anybody would figure this out. But you can jump down and hang off the tube as they pass over you. But the timing is tricky. And this is before I knew, uh, before you told me just now that you could hold the button to grapple onto ledges. So I was jumping down trying to grab that thing by mashing the A button to grab that ledge. And I fell and died there probably a hundred times before I finally <laughs> nailed this. And you have to do it twice in a row. Yes, because there are two of those uh, Robodillos. It's, it, is, uh, it was a big learning experience for me because I was like, all right, I, I would drop down. The first one would roll over, and then you got to hop back up and then kind of move over just a little bit to get the other mm -hmm. one on the screen to roll, and you drop back down. But the, the trick I found was that because you press down and A to drop down. If you hold A, you'll automatically grab it. But if you hold up and A, you'll grab it, and then you'll just flip back immediately. Like oh, it was. Man. It was really hard for me to train myself not to press up where I was like, you can't hold up until you want to jump back up. But it's uh... agreed, dude. It doesn't help, too, that when I got to this point in the game, I had had one tick of life left. So any any hit from these guys would kill me. And I had power ups and I wanted to keep them. So I save stated right before yes. this just to save myself some time. And I, I no joke, probably ran this thing 30 times before I nailed that thing twice in a row. <laughs> I believe it. it. It drove me nuts because through blind luck, I was able to get through it. Or I didn't get through it, but I was able to get... I did it right for the first half, where you get the first two of those guys to roll over. And then I was like, oh, okay, I got this. And then this, then I just fell down, and then it started this long where it was like, I did it right the first time. Why can't I do it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seems to always happen that way. And then we move to a new section of the level where we've got these kind of circular floating platforms that are coming at us, and we're platforming, jumping on them over an open floor. They're all coming at different speeds. It's... Not that bad, though. It's, it's pretty short. Not bad, but they do throw a couple power-ups right over this chasm. So if you want those bad boys, then good luck. That might be a little tricky. Yes. So hopefully you are already fully equipped. And we're back to another little camo warp power-up stage where you can get to two of your uh, power-up your attacks and then warp out where yeah. we're fighting. Our, again, the target is a question mark and now begins... A really rough level. <laughs> this is officially the final boss rush of the game and our last level, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. It uh, it starts with you inside a room with a green wall. It's a small kind of squarish room, and from the ceiling comes down that weird clam brain thing. 
So we got to fight this bastard again. And like you said, if you're, if you're powered up, you just stand underneath and, and shoot straight up and you can probably kill it only taking one hit. Maybe uh, there are some power ups up in the corners and some destroyable eyeball jars you can get afterwards. So you want to do it. Um, now, this is just the first of our boss rush challenges. So we should note that you have, I think, 200 seconds to get through this entire level. Oh, yeah. The the clock is 100% your enemy in this level. Yes, and you want to move as fast as you can because after you beat that boss, then you're kind of zigzagging through this building, jumping on some platforms, avoiding. You've got secret drones attacking you, and then those weird plant platform things move up. I guess at this point, it's worth mentioning that uh, right before this level in our little camo level, they give you two free power-ups, um, but those are really only good for if you get through this last level without dying because if you die at any point, you're just starting right at this level again with no power-ups whatsoever so yeah. you essentially have to collect all the power-ups that are given to you in this little bit of level to to get you to the last boss which is rough man within the time limit i i got here with maybe four maybe three levels complete of my power-up and i was just safe stating after every chance because it's like ugh, you having to fight that stupid thing at the beginning over and over without a high uh, without a good gun you're going to take a lot of damage. There's nowhere to get it back. It's, it's tough. Agreed. Even with uh, the save states, I was stressing sometimes like, you know, did I do that fast enough? Is that worth a save state? Should I go back and try to do it more efficiently so I have more time? Like I, <laughs> I was very no, picky. I, this isn't my first rodeo with this kind of stuff. So when I get to situations like this where I will have literally eight different save states at different points of progress in the level where I'm like, <laughs> all right, I need to go back here and get this power up so I can blah, 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 or I, without yeah. having to go all the way back. Agreed. But uh, then we head through a door into a small square area where our foe, the basher from the first level, is back. He's got his spike ball. This is a little trickier because... It's a smaller room, yeah. Much smaller, so it's kind of weird. And then if you have the backflip, it sure helps a lot. Uh, and this is a weird because when you defeat him, then a little kind of trap door opens in the floor through which those death eyes will come out and, and move you upwards. But I yeah. have fallen into that pit before it opened. Really? Where I would I would be like flipping over him, and I was like, I'm halfway through the floor. I don't know what's going. And I would usually get killed right away, but I, I don't know. It was really I, I. It really drove me nuts because I really felt like I was like, man, if I could crouch, maybe I could duck under him and really. <laughs> Unlucky, <laughs> man. That's what yeah, I that's rough. Uh, and those uh, those death eyes that float up, this was an area where I did kind of fart around because you can, they will keep spawning. You can kill them and maybe get a life uh, power up or two. Yeah, I probably didn't with that at all. I just <laughs> I moved right on. And then the crappy thing too with finding uh, fighting Basher in that room is that when we first fought him, I mentioned there's there's some RNG where you don't know which attack he's going to do. And given this small room, if he attacks forward, I don't think you're going to be able to dodge it unless you're God at this game. So every bit of damage you take is going to take your power ups away, which are so precious in this level. Mm -hmm. So I hate that they make you fight this guy, but sometimes you get lucky and he only shoots upward and you just jump over him and you can kill him. Yeah, it's it is kind of frustrating, especially when you're just fighting one of these dumb early bosses that are now and, you know, you're like, I beat you before so easily, but now. Yep. And then once we take this death, I uh, guess what, Nick? I mean, there's no level to screw around with. We're immediately greeted by two of these aardvark guys in their prison <laughs> clothes uh, shooting the water yeah. blast at the Evil same time. Evil Arthur here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's two of them blasting you. And this this was really where I, I hit the peak of my back flipping, where I was kind of, there are three, oh, yeah. three little platforms in the room, and I was just back flipping from one to the other and just constantly trying to not get hit by their flames because those will appear on the platforms as well as the ground. And hitting either one of them when I could, trying to play it safe. I probably took way too long to fight these guys. Yeah, I did beat these guys legit, but uh, you know, according to YouTube, there are some cheese methods where if you've got the the back orb, you can just kind of hang on the wall and fire from one direction, and they can never hit you. But that does eat up a lot of time. When I I, I watched uh, YouTube as well, and seeing the guy just hang on the wall, and I was like, oh, th- those fires <laughs> will never hurt you. <laughs> yeah, like it really did. Like especially if you're fully powered, you can kind of do that and gun them down. But I thought these guys were going to frustrate me more. I actually only ended up taking a couple tries, but it is tricky. Yes, agreed. Once you kill one, it really chills out a, a lot because when you've got both of them, they're just filling the floors with fire. You know, it sucks. Yeah. But after we get rid of these guys, guess what, Nick? We are at the final boss of the game. That's right. Uh, we, we will fall down into a, a large room that appears to be full of organic junk in the background. And we see a little scientist man there who says, welcome. Then we go to a, uh, a cutscene. This is Troy, who is not dead. He's, in fact, not a puddle of jelly. Yeah, he, he admits that it was him all along and that he infected you and that you guys can rule the galaxy together if you join him. Oh, classic. Right out of Star Wars. Yeah. And he says, uh, you wouldn't remember I erased it from your mind and your battle begins. So he basically reveals that he infected Ken with... Uh, some kind of organism in his brain the whole time that's why ken's been losing his mind between levels mm-hmm. but uh that doesn't matter because we're gonna blast them yeah and then here we, we'll see uh when the cutscene ends you'll see him kind of standing there and this blue kind of big like alien rhino body kind of thing like pops down <laughs> over him i guess uh it looks pretty cool it's got like spikes and stuff on the back it'll it'll its head will kind of rear up and it'll shoot a kind of spray of lasers that you can dodge. This I found this part to be pretty easy because I always just like he comes up, you backflip over him, you shoot him. Then when he turns around, repeat. Yeah, if you don't know how to backflip, you'll never beat this guy. Because I think the only way to dodge that attack is a backflip, right? Unless unless I, you preemptively jump. It, it seems that way because it is a very widespread and it's pretty quick. And then, but yeah, a couple backflips, a couple shots. He goes down pretty easy. And then we get to Troy in his true form, giant cyboplasm Troy. Yeah, so this pile of cells or whatever really starts like coming to life in the background. And you, you see two big purple hands moving and uh, two globs of organic material will shoot out and spawn seeker drones. And these two purple hands uh, have surfaces on the top that you can stand on to use to reach Troy's head up in the top center. So anybody who's played Mega Man X before, this is just like the final Sigma fight. <laughs> it is. I, uh, it cracks me up because uh, I was talking with a friend of the show, Bill, and he mentioned that as well. And I, I think there is a boss in, I'm not sure if it's Ninja Gaiden 2 or 3, that also has a, it's like a big dragon head and it has two hands yeah. that you have to ride on to fight it. Uh, now... Uh, the head is out of view, so you kind of have to climb up the wall. And you can see the purple face there. You can. I, I got confused early on because I was like, oh, maybe I can just grab onto this hand and flip up. But no, it will hurt you if you touch it from the bottom. So you have to climb the wall, hop off, avoid the seekers while shooting him. It was very tough. I had. Uh, it, it's actually not bad, but what made it tough for me kind of was by the time I got here on my save state quests, I had 20 seconds left. 
Oh, Christ, man. So I was really like, I think I could do it, where it was like, I have to do everything perfectly. <laughs> get up on the wall and just start uh, blasting away and then jump. I, I was able to do it. I had, uh, with a solid seven seconds left, I think. Oh, man. that's it, Yeah, that's a buzzer beater. It was really down, and I was just like, I don't want to go back and do all this again. So, But it really doesn't take that much damage to, to finish him off. No, I will say, uh, some of the playthroughs you watch, you can climb all the way up the wall if you're powered up. And you can stick on the wall and you can reach the head from there. But um, if you don't have those power-ups, you have to jump over to that hand and do jumping single shots into yeah, the face I, to kill him. I think I had a, like, a, I know it wasn't level five, but level three or four shot. So I could hit it from the wall. It was just a question of like, all right, I'm going to just stand here or hold onto the wall and shoot and shoot and shoot until one of those drones makes me move. And then I would get down to the hand and then try to backflip back to the wall and it really does not take, you know, less than 20 yeah. seconds. So if you did if the same thing, he's, he's not a super hard boss as long as you're aggressive and don't screw around too much. Yeah. He's no, uh, what's his face? Slagma. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had 60 seconds when I got to this guy and, uh, that seemed to oh, be nice. plenty of time. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I wasted a ton of time at those two aardvark fellows, but either way you blow the head off this giant monster. And then we get our, our ending cutscene where Ken's mad says stops here. And you get a message from uh, your lady friend, I guess, who's like, come Eliza. back to Earth. Yeah, uh, I'm I assuming guess. it's Eliza, which is Ken's girlfriend in Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you kind of, she tells you to come back to Earth to help with the cyboplasm infestation. And your your little space dot flies uh, flies away from these planets and zooms up to where you'll see kind of a Earthrise space uh, photo of Earth. And you're just standing there by it. And it says the end. Yeah, we'll see you in Street Fighter 2011. <laughs> and that's it and it's no credits nothing man yeah just to the end hold the pose 80s freeze frame into rocky 2 that's it <laughs> all right it is Review time, as always. We review our games with four categories, with scores ranging from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. What you got here, Dale? Graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 2.5. I thought sound was okay for Capcom game. Not super great, but not bad. Um, like you said, a lot of tracks to, to deal with there, so it's not just the same song for every level. And graphics for the characters and enemies and stuff, pretty solid. Backgrounds are kind of questionable, but, you know, 2.5. Okay, so I, I went a little higher. I went with 3.5. Um, while the soundtrack isn't doesn't have any super awesome bangers, I, I, I was very impressed with the, the number of tracks, and I really like the sprite work here, and I personally like almost all the backgrounds a lot. I think there's some, some really cool stuff here. There's just not a great variety of enemies or you know you only have a few moves and you probably won't even do half of them because they're useless so <laughs> yeah fair enough cutscenes are good I, I could be talked into a three those cutscenes are solid right on right on and next up is play control what did you give this mr dale mm, i gave this possibly a somewhat controversial 2.0 nick okay. i think the controls are arguably the worst part about this game but i think once you get the hang of that backflip and you uh, sort of get your bearings straight it's not the worst thing i've ever dealt with it, it is tough i went with a 2.5 because i think well on one hand it's kind of definitely the weak point of the game the grabbing is 
kind of funky and uh, would get in my way sometimes. And I, and I found myself getting uh, really frustrated when it's like, you know what to do, but you just can't seem to do it. But yes, indeed, I did like the way that backflip feels. And I, I felt like this, like if the controls were a little different. Like if you could, if you had eight directional contra shooting, you know, like, like yeah. with your punches, it would be a, a lot of fun. But instead you get all these weird curving punch kick things that just don't work out. <laughs> There are just too many scenarios where you feel helpless in that situation. Next up is challenge factor. How challenged were you, Dale? Nick, I gave this a 3.5 in the challenge factor. While it is a very hard game, I didn't think it was as hard as what I think some other people think it is. I, at least I didn't struggle with it nearly as much as I thought I would. I went with a 4.0 because I think that having save states really takes a lot of the sting out of this game. If you have to start the whole game over every time you play and every time you die, you'd have to go through the levels again with less powers, you know, it's that makes it pretty tough. And I, I think while the controls do contribute to the challenge, it's one of these games that's really hard, but I think it would be fun once you get the hang of it and, and really have learned all the levels and how to fight things. And so you're not trying to think on your feet while you're mastering it, you know? I would agree. I think one thing that, that takes the difficulty down just a little bit for me is that it's not the fastest game in the world. You, you are given a decent amount of time on a lot of these levels to think about how you want to approach. You can back off a little bit, sort of bait your enemies into positions that you want them in versus, you know, another game we re reviewed together, Roller Game. Games. Recently, mm -hmm. I gave that a 4.0 for difficulty simply because uh, the pace in that game is super fast. Like you have yeah. much more control of your character, but it's kind of a gauntlet of, you know, make these snap decisions and make them correctly. Whereas, you know, this game, I think, gives yeah. you a little more leeway to think about what you're doing. Sure, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, we should say don't be the, the difficulty is like uneven, like that sand level is the worst uh it, it kind of levels back, <laughs> goes back down afterwards. So, you know, it does get better easily. Yep. All right, and finally, we have theme and fun. Ooh, I gave this a 2.0. Um, okay. <laughs> theme's okay. I, they kind of slapped some Street Fighter stuff on top of what was just a different game entirely. Yeah. with didn't have a super inspired story or, or theme, really. And then, you know, the controls and some of the frustration there. Ah, man, it's like some levels I had a decent time with it. Once I got the hang of the backflip, I had a little more fun. But Planet 3 really took the wind out of my sails for, for the fun factor. Yeah, yeah. It, I went with a 2.5, but I think that might be a little generous because, you know, I, I came at this game being like, all right, I've played this before and it was tough and maybe this will be better as an adult. Or you know, And I think it was in some ways, but theme-wise, there's barely anything going on. There's a very basic story with a, a very obvious twist at the end. Um <laughs> It's funny. We have kind of made jokes. I forgot to mention this earlier, too. But how hilarious is it that this game is nothing to do with Street Fighter? It's called Street Fighter 2010. The final fight. Another Capcom game where it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why is really it? trying to cash in on, on some of their other franchises. Please buy this game. We named it all of our other games. <laughs> You're like, why not? You know, Mega Man presents Street Fighter 2010. The final fight. The final or, fight. <laughs> Super. Finally, yeah. Ghouls and ghosts. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's it's all right. I think I had an okay time, and it was one that was nice to scratch off the list, you know. But it's 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 quite uneven. Much agreed. All right, Dale. It's the end of the app. You got to answer the question. Your back is against the wall. Do you recommend this game? 
Nick, uh, I'm going to give out my first no since I've had the privilege of being on the show. I'm going to say this is, uh, you could skip this one. You guys don't need to play this. Watch a video if you're curious, or if you're a big Street Fighter fan, pop it on for the first level, but nobody needs to stick this game out to the end. I'm going to have to agree with you. As much as I think there's some potential to this concept, it's just the execution didn't quite nail it. Uh, there there are glimpses of, of fun and stuff throughout it, but it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a rough pill to swallow. Uh, yep, absolutely. But um, I've said it a couple times and I'll say it again. I did actually enjoy playing this game overall. Yeah, you know, I, I do want to kind of defend it in this way. And I'm like, this is a bad game, but I, I think it kind of has a worse reputation than it truly deserves. It's not as bad as a lot of people have said. Yes, 100%. That is accurate. My good friend. And next week's game will be the conclusion of Act Razor 2. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Prophecy has come true. We're going back in time, man. What's that, happening? That's right. Finally, we we'll score some time with the good old Eric. So we're hopefully going to be able to get back on the, the real track now and <laughs> release these podcasts more regularly. So grab your controllers. If you haven't beat Act Razor 2 yet, go back. Do it now. You Trust me. Play it any way you can. And are you a staunch defender of Street Fighter 2010? Do you think we, we've gone too far with our criticisms? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and uh, we'll, we'll, learn. we'll learn our lessons from your harsh words. Yeah, while you're at it, you could uh, grease the guy's palms with a little cyboplasm, too. <laughs> yeah, we could use all we can get, because um, it's a tough world out there, man. <laughs> and you can also reach us at... Uh, on Twitter or X or X or whatever you want to call it uh, as cart command. And we're also on Facebook. So that's the Holy Trinity of ways to get a hold of us. So do it. We, we love it. Even if we don't respond, we still see it and we like you all a lot. And then finally, we of course must thank all our glorious patrons who, you know, uh, it's flattering to receive uh, any money. Uh, or anything support is always appreciated we appreciate every single dollar that anyone gives us because you are awesome and we just try to live up to the awesomeness of our listeners so thank you thank you thank you and of course until next time cartridge commandos game on Game on. Game on. The ghost of game on. <laughs> oh, cat. Come on, cat. We're running out of time. We only got 60 minutes. Um. <laughs> <laughs>